Thanks. Yeah, of course. All right. In Let me three, tell you a tale. Two. Come sit, grab an ale. A motherfucking yellow D in the D is for the generator. energy I generate. Don't know where the Hello, and like welcome to the Yellow Jacket Pulp, a podcast of recovery through writing. I'm Yellow D, a reformed degenerate and your host. What does the D stand for today? Today the D stands for decision. The dictionary definition of decision is a conclusion or resolution reached after consideration. Here is decision used in a sentence. Dom has made a poor decision by getting high again. I believe that Dom has made a poor decision in his choice to start using again. I, as a writer, have decided to personally inflict upon him some of the worst consequences of my own combo of mental illness and addiction. Earlier it was attempting to take his own life as I did. Now he's going to feel the wrath of the colony. I talked last week about the tactile hallucinations I suffered when doing drugs in a psychotic episode. This week, Dom gets to feel it. It might seem that I'm being mean to Dom. In fact, I believe that I enjoy being mean to Dom. Dom is me from a few years ago. I would exact tough love on myself from that time if I could ever meet him again. The only punishments I received were punishments that I had decided to subject myself to, whether knowingly or unknowingly. I only had this terrible psychosis because I decided to do drugs while psychotic. I only tried to kill myself because I decided that life was too much and it wasn't worth living. Bipolar may have set these things in motion, but in the end it was incumbent upon me to make a good decision, which I didn't do until I hit rock bottom. Hopefully this week, Dom hits rock bottom. He thinks he hit it when he landed, but there is still so much further you can fall. I can't wait to start being nice to him again, though. After Dom, we'll listen to the third chapter of The Curse, where we'll deal with the fallout from Needle Dick's savage beating of Sofia Escoder. Then in a special edition of The Poetry Corner, we have our first guest poet. This week it's Usa, a poet I met at a poetry show a few months ago. Her story, which she tells through beautiful poetic expression, was jaw-dropping the first time I saw her perform it live in front of more than 100 people. This is going to be a good one. Stay tuned. Chapter 7. As a result of my choice to use, I gave the colony a chance to destroy me. It had been a better week since Dom had gotten the gummies. Even at the breakneck pace he was consuming them, he still had enough for another week. The only problem was he was itchy. It got worse at night. It kind of felt like something was crawling on him. He had talked to the doctor about it and was assured that the itching was just histamine being released in the broken areas due to the healing process. It was driving him crazy. Like, really crazy. He didn't have any way to itch the itches as they were under his casts. To take his mind off the constant irritating sensations, he decided to take another edible. He removed it from its hiding place under his mattress and popped a blackberry-flavored gummy in his mouth. He held the melting gummy and the resulting liquid in his mouth under his tongue for almost seven minutes. This was his fifth one of the day. As he sat and waited for the release that he thought was coming, he had a thought. The itching kind of felt like ants. It kind of felt like there were a lot of ants crawling all over him. It seemed like the sensation was getting a little more intense. An hour went by, and by that time, he felt the entire colony over his body. 
The feeling was in nooks and crannies that he had no idea he had. It was single-handedly the most unpleasantly macabre violation he'd ever experienced. He wanted to shout that he wasn't dead yet, so why were they trying to eat him? He spiraled lower the higher he got. Nothing else existed besides him and the ants. Nothing had ever existed before or after. It felt at that moment like this was going to be how he felt forever. The ants were in scary places, unspeakable places. This was the single most violated Dom had ever felt, and he'd been conscious for when they had removed his indwelling catheter and changed him over to a condom catheter. Somehow this was worse than that. They weren't just in front, they were in the back. It was getting to be too much for Dom. Ignoring the painful protests from his healing body, he started thrashing like a man possessed. The physical pain was meaningless. Dom had already been through it. He could live with it. This new sensation was disturbingly invasive, and he thrashed about, destroying the process he had made in two weeks of healing. The feeling hit a new peak, and Dom redoubled his thrashing, eventually falling headfirst out of the bed. His mattress came down on top of him, exposing the illicit treasure. The pain from his impact was like being dipped in ice-cold water. Now he had two things to feel shitty about. Startled by the commotion, his nurses ran in and were shocked by what they saw. Dom continued his possessed thrashing. The nurses called for more help. It came, and while Dom was being sedated, one of the nurses noticed the edibles on the bed frame. How many of these did you take? Dom groaned. He was in another place entirely. There would be no answer. Not yet, at least. As the darkness took him, he succumbed to an ocean of insects, swallowing him whole. Last week, Sofia Espoder was savagely beaten by her physically abusive, needle-dick douche-noggin of a boyfriend. This chapter deals with fallout from that. Needless to say, listener discretion is advised. Chapter 3. The yelling had stopped. That was unnerving. Yelling was not uncommon, but silence? Silence was new. Then a slam followed, soon by a car peeling out. This was unprecedented. Jagger had a bad feeling about it. It felt like the same bad feeling he got when seeing the shadow people when psychotic. Something was terribly wrong. It was time for action. He got up and ran out the door. His neighbor's door was closed, but when he tried the knob, it opened. He entered and inhaled sharply. His awkward neighbor was on the floor with a halo of blood around her head. As his gaze dropped to the rest of her limp body, the scene only got worse. Her pants and underwear had been pulled down without a fight, leaving her revealed to the world. Jagger went numb at this. It could mean only one thing. He pulled out his phone and dialed 911. As he gave the dispatcher the address, he found a towel in the bathroom and restored her modesty. He didn't think that she could be alive, but when he checked her pulse, he felt a faint rhythm. It was there. He relayed this to the dispatcher, cursing himself for not checking sooner. He couldn't remember his first aid training from Boy Scouts. Panic gripped his heart, and he started spiraling. This frightening situation was meriting of calm collectedness, but the unexpectedness of it sent his brain racing. She was facing death. Would she breathe her last breath? Fuck, he had fucked up. Fucking mucked up. 
Jagger's breathing soon started to match the pace his mind was swirling at. His mania had switched from euphoric to dysphoric. The adrenaline coursing through his veins at this moment was working against him, pushing him to new heights. Instead of feeling more euphoric as was usual, bad feelings were exploding within him. He had to help somehow. Things were starting to blur, though. He realized he only had seconds before he blacked out. With his last breath, he yelled for help. As he came to, there were people everywhere. Two were standing on top of him. One was holding a mask to his face. For a second, he didn't realize where he was. This was not the first time something like this had happened to him, so he went through a sort of mental checklist of sorts. First, he touched around his body to make sure he was wearing clothes. He was pleasantly surprised to see that he was clothed. Usually when this happened, he would wake up naked, so things were off to a good start. Next, he took in what surroundings he could see and was shocked that he wasn't either in an ambulance, a hospital, or a jail cell. He was confused, though, as he appeared to be in an apartment, but it wasn't his. Then it hit him, and he passed out again from the gravity of the situation. As he passed from consciousness, he noted that the two people above him seemed concerned. Finally, we come to the poetry corner. As I said before, this week our guest poet is Usa. I'd like a moment to say a few words about this poem. It is one of the most honest and unflinching poems I've come across. It's in equal measures heartbreaking and inspiring. I'm very glad I got the opportunity to get a recording of it in her own voice. I'm so happy I can share this with all of you. Allow me to present to you Touch by Usa. Hey everyone, this is Usa. This is a poem called Touch. When I was 15, I let a boy touch my breasts for the very first time. He moves with grace and gentleness. Honestly, a lot more awkwardness than grace and gentleness, but we were 15, so it was romantic as fuck. As he moved under my sweater adorned with my high school mascot and then under my very first Victoria's Secret bra and then over my heart. The kind of touch that made me really, really nervous. The kind of touch that I could not tell my Asian mother about. The kind of touch that made me feel like a woman. For the first time, I was a woman. When I was 18, I let the saleswoman at the prom dress store touch my breasts. If you just wore this kind of bra, your boobs would look really good in that dress, she said moving them up and in, making sure that she didn't touch any of my good parts, but still making sure my parts still look good. The kind of touch that taught me that I could look like a woman too. The kind of touch that displayed everything my mama gave me. But as part of the itty bitty titty committee, it was not a lot. The kind of touch that made me feel like a woman. I was a woman. When I was 19, 20, and 21, I let one night flings and Netflix and chills touch my breasts each moving through my body with a different rhythm, each worshipping differently as if my body were a universal religion speaking universal tongues, but everybody worshipping nonetheless as if I were their universe. Like on a Sunday service, I had everybody in my congregation. The kind of touch that made me feel holy, 
the kind of touch that showed me that I was worthy, the kind of touch that that taught me that my body should be worshipped, the kind of touch that made me feel like a woman. And according to those guys, I was a woman. But when I was 22, I let a doctor in white hospital strips touch my breasts, pulled back the medical drapes, and poked at the lump I found, prodded my sacred breasts with a cold needle, invaded a body that was supposed to be holy. The tumor is cancerous, he said. Cancer? 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 How... How could this be? How could cancer find a home in 22-year-old me? As he reached for my breasts again, feeling the coarseness of my lump, the kind of touch that made me feel. When I was 22 and one-fourth, I let the scalpel touch my breasts, cutting me open, slicing me up, releasing the holy in me for a second chance at life. A life without cancer was a good thing. A life without breasts was taking everything that I knew made me a woman. The kind of touch that confused me because it was the kind of touch that saved me. The kind of touch that made me angry. The kind of touch that made me hate me. The kind of touch that made me feel like not a woman. I'm not sure what I was. When I was 22 and three-fourths, I let myself touch my breasts. Standing in front of the mirror, my body bare, the scars of my mastectomy taking center stage, I ran my fingers across my chest, felt the softness of my implants, Felt the smoothness of, the, of my scars that were once stitches. Felt the pride that was once shame. Felt the confidence that was once insecurity. Felt the love that was once hatred. The kind of touch that made me feel holy. The kind of touch that showed me that I was worthy. The kind of touch that marveled at the miracle of my healing body. The kind of touch that made me feel like a woman. Because I am a woman. Thank you listeners for sticking around till the end. I hope you were touched by the beautiful message in Usa's poem. I wish for you all a safe isolation. Spend your time doing productive activities. Let's make something of this time. You can find Usa on Instagram at PickleNugget, nugget spelled N-U-G-G-E-T-T. On Instagram, you can find me at yellow.d.jacket. And on Twitter, you can find me at yellowdjacket. Tune in next Monday for another edition of The Yellow Jacket Pulp. Adios! Yo.
what up, what up? Fuck with this piano. Let me turn my headphones up a little bit. Yeah, like, and, and you know I ain't a thug with it But your girl, she gonna still fall in love with me Even on my worst day when I'm struggling She gonna, she gonna still wanna fuck with me Yeah, and you know I ain't a thug with it But your girl, she gonna still fall in love with me Yeah, and that just be the damn way I pull these women like y'all don't pull a hamstring On the real though, y'all some bullshit But I keep it mad chill like some cool whip Uh-huh, y'all be at the stupid Cause you can't keep it 100 like me do And I, and I hate to sound greasy But this trap shit, man, it's so easy like E equals MC squared, y'all be too biased to fuck see me Cause I tell the, tell the truth like a bad habit And the truth is, I don't fuck with the wax shit Nah, like, like not even slightly My girl caught up with what she thought that we might be And I told her, I told her that I am not the one The road I walk upon, indeed, be a lonely one And you ain't gonna change how these cars been down Just like you cannot change the way your heart fucking feels, yeah a thug with it, but your girl, she gonna still fall in love with me, even on my worst day when I'm struggling, she gonna, she gonna still wanna fuck with me, yeah, and you know I ain't a thug with it, but your girl, she gonna still fall in love with me, yeah, and that just be the damn way, I pull these women like y'all don't pull a hamstring, all that fake shit, it be nonsense, this real shit, man, I promise, since nuclear war might be upon us, so figuring out the perfect time to go and be honest, cause I've been unsure what life meant for, working long hours for a dream that I kept for years low key, but now I'm hell bent on making a real Reality, like why else was it dreamt for and I've been with a girl that I see no future with cause I've been too scared to go and do this shit on my own but I am grown but that don't mean I'm grown sometimes I can feel this shit sometimes I can be the worst type of dude looking in the mirror like goddamn who was you so I play the game you're not the one with the shoes the one who sat in the mirror just to change his fucking view yeah and you know I ain't a thug with it tell the truth I don't know what love is in the worst way I be struggling cause, cause I don't know what love is yeah and you know I ain't a thug with it Cause without him in the world, fucking can't change Float on it, drift away It's too bad that you can't stay It's too bad that we became all the harder things that we wanna change Float on it, drift away It's too bad that you can't stay It's too bad that we became all the harder things that we wanna change You were, you were, you were more than what I dreamed you You were the fading light that I cling to And I won't lie and say I need you But I still wanna keep you Cause my love takes your chances sound like freedom I slow walk in the lockers, eating, devoid of peace and barely breathing, ever sleeping, but never dreaming. Don't, don't look at me like that. When the devil come calling, please just fight back. Unlock your soul, get your life back. If you read this, don't write back. Float on, drift away. It's too bad that we could stay. It's too bad that we became all the, all the things that we want to change. Float on, drift away. It's too bad that you could stay. It's too bad that we became all the, all the things that we want to change float on drift away too bad that could stay too bad that we became other things we want to change